What's up, everybody? This your girl, CC with WIB Magazine, and I got my co-host on the line, Mickey Monday. How are you today? Doing well, C. How are you? I'm good. Happy Tuesday. Hey, happy Tuesday to you, too. Thank you. We got a special guest on the line. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So my name is uh, J.O. the Hitmaker. I'm a producer here in Atlanta, um, but I'm also like an engineer, and I do also a little bit of music consulting as well. Okay, well, what made you want to be a producer? Um, man, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> really just, I've always loved music. I started deep, you know, I started trying to, I'm not, I'm not a DJ, but I tried to DJ when I was like 15. And like, it just, cause I liked the music so much. And I realized, well, I really don't like DJ and I thought I would like it. And then I said, you know, I might try to start making beats and I just kind of fell in love with it. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I just, I don't know, I just bought some more equipment and just like really learned how to do it. And like, it really kind of just turned into a full-time career. I never thought it would be a career for me, but it actually came a career. Okay, okay. So let me ask you, what is the first thing you listen for when listening to a new record? The first thing I listen for is really, is really I just listen to the whole vibe of the record. Like it gotta just, it gotta just, I just gotta be able to feel it and relate to it, I guess. That's that's kind of what I'm looking for, like some type of relatability. Um, and that might, that might come from the beat, that might come from the artist, or that might come from everything really. Like I try to really feel music. Okay, cool. So, since you, you know, you kind of been in the industry for quite some time, like, can you name some of the, um, some of the artists that you work with and, you know, some of the things that you were able to accomplish in your time as being a producer? Sure, sure. Um, so like the biggest, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that, that I've been able to really accomplish is help people that never really thought they could even complete a solid record and get it out there and break it on radio. Like I have credits, but to me, I feel like that's even more like standout because you're taking people that people don't know and you could actually like break them and put, you know, and get them on radio. And y'all actually interviewed like an artist that I work super close with, Young Zoe. Like, okay. like the song Yes Sersky that he got that been on Hot 107.9, like that's my record. Okay. So I put, you know, we put that out there. Um, I worked with Joe Gifted. I worked with Juicy Fruit out of Memphis. Um, I worked with YF and Lucci. Um, I'm tapped in with a local artist out here. Well, I say she's not going to be local for long. Her name, um, China Red. She real hard. Okay. I'm starting to work with her. She real cold. Um, but... Really, I work with, and then I just with a bunch of like underground indie artists, but that's just kind of how my bills get paid, like working with them, the in, the indie the indie artists. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Pretty much, I was just saying, you know, being an artist, um, being an artist development, you know, what are some things that you lean towards when helping an artist, especially being a producer, because you have to help develop their sound as well. So, what are some things that you know what I'm saying? You kind of just 
kind of already have in your mind that you, you know, like a set list of things that you go through when you start working with an artist? Really just trying to make sure, like my main focus with the artists is that obviously if they locked in with me, they kind of know what we're, what, what we're going to do. And I tell everybody, especially in Atlanta, the cheapest way or the most affordable, whatever word you like better, to go up and to really make something shape is to go up in the club and, and to link and, and network with a DJ. Because it's, you can't build relationships on YouTube. I mean, you can, but it's real hard when you're trying to push a video on YouTube, if that's the way that you're going to push your song. I mean, you, if you have a big budget, you know, you can do a lot of things. But when your budget is less than 5000 or less than $10,000, whether you want to – people say, oh, that's a lot of money, but it's really not when, it, when you really get down to it. And that's kind of what I do. I don't just work with the beats and the engineering. I also work on the financial side. And so to answer your question, I tell them, look, with a limited budget, your best shot is the club. So we're going to work on a record that's going to be suitable for the club. And a lot of people get offended. They're like, well, this song can't go in the club. This part, you know, and it's like, well, I have to remind the people, listen to what's on the, listen to what they're playing in the club. They're playing Megan Thee Stallion. They're playing Baby, they're playing The Baby. You know, they're playing artists like that. And if that rec, if, if you can't hear your own record in the mix with all them and it's not going to bring the vibe down, you know, then it can go in the club. But nine times out of 10, it ain't going to fit. So I got to create a record that can fit in with what's going on right now, especially here in Atlanta. Because the strip club DJs is the new A&R. Okay. Like, you schooling me over here. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? I said, you schooling me over here. I ain't know that. Oh, oh school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, if you look at like, just for example, like Coalition in Atlanta, like they broke, they got so many plaques, like DJ Cash, that's yeah. somebody with some business with DJ Cash, he got plaques. These are the people breaking the records. Before the record labels want to come in and jump in and, and spend their money and invest, they want to make sure that the record is hot. And sometimes when you old, like a 50, 60, 70 year old record executive, you don't know what's going on in the street. So you got to rely on these DJs here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I agree. So that's that's what we're doing. So you know, just just naming the artists that you that you named. I'm assuming that they're more into like trap hip hop or like you know, what's more played on the radio, not necessarily like more conscious rap, I would say. So if you had the opportunity to work with anybody in the industry, um, you know, who would you pick and why? Really just, I guess, baby. Okay. You know, he just, he just a really well-rounded, versatile artist. The baby or? Little, little baby. Uh, a little little baby. baby. Sorry. About yeah, that. I mean, I call him baby, but I mean, to me, he just the hardest person out right now. I don't, I don't feel like nobody's touching him. Um, in my opinion, just my opinion, and like just how you see, like he did, like a record like Bigger Picture, but then he could do other stuff too. Like he dropped them two singles on his birthday, and then, you know, he did like Emotionally Scarred. He just, he's really just starting to come out as an artist and like 
show how versatile he is. But aside from him, I'll probably say Drake. Okay. Because, again, he like a well-rounded artist. And I'm versatile as a producer. So I just want to be able to show some of my versatility. Okay. So are you working on anything for 2021? Or what are your goals for 2021? 2021, I'm trying to get me a couple plaques. Um, I'm I'm working on a lot of stuff. Right now I'm working with like, like, I'm working with my artist, Zoe. That's a big, that's big right now for me. I'm also trying to get some placements going too. I've sent off a lot of placements. Um, recently, the other day, like what about a week or two ago, I was in the studio with Ben and I let him hear like four records. I don't know if they're what they're gonna pick yet or anything like that, but I might have something going with him. Um, I sent some records off to Derez Deshaun, but you know, but even then, like with placements, I just send them off, and you know, you hope for the best. But like the artists that I'm working with currently that have budgets, like I'm also working with um, forgot to mention Trey Bills. Yeah. He a big YouTube star. We got a couple records with him. Um, yeah, we did an interview on him too. He hard. Um, his dad is actually my manager. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm working on some stuff with him, and he's got all kind of stuff going on. Like him and his artist, he got he got a, another artist that he works named Tokyo, and I've been working with the both of them, and. Um, they got a lot of stuff going on right now. He's trying to, he, he's also doing YouTube, TikTok. He just got yeah. verified on TikTok. And now he's trying to push, well, not trying, he's going to push out like an EP. And um, it's probably going to hit next year. And there's there's some companies in California really looking at him hard. And the record that he's pushing is the single that me and um, Young Zoe did. Okay. Well, congratulations. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed because... You know, I don't count it till it till it hits. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, what would you say would be your favorite album of the year? Because I know you mentioned Lil Baby, and he did. You know, he put out a good album overall. I would say in the hip hop category, mm -hmm. uh, amongst his peers. But you personally, just because you, you know, because you said you have such a, a a diverse background when it comes to music, who do you think had the best album of the year? Man, um, <laughs> like as a whole, like as far as the whole project, I mean, really, like, babe, like, I mean, yeah, like, baby, like, baby, probably definitely had to, like. He had one of the few projects that I could just listen to the whole thing, you know? There's a lot of people's songs that I like this year, but as far as a complete project, definitely him. I mean, Drake's project was pretty cool to me that he did the uh, dark, was it Dark Lane, temp, something, mm -hmm. that dark tempo <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the next. But but everybody dark, yeah dark lane demos or something dark, dark lane demo or some shit yeah yeah that's <laughs> uh, yeah I mean it was pretty cool but it was just a little different for Drake so I but but I feel like baby like I feel like baby gave the people what he what they wanted 
You know, he gave and then and then especially with that deluxe that he that he dropped. I mean, I feel like I could listen to that thing from start to finish. And there's not a lot of artists that I feel like I can listen just to the whole project. Okay. Wow. Okay. So just kind of on that same uh, page, I guess, because you know we're on this we're on this topic of conversation. How how do you feel with um, Lil Baby being beat out or being overshadowed by Meg The Stallion, uh, especially at the BET Hip Hop Awards? I mean, that was something that that people were talking about for at least a couple of days, almost a week, if you will. But just to see the just to see the 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 passion and the you know the hard work in Lil Baby, but then also to see somebody like Meg who did have a good year this year, despite right. the things happening with her and you know and uh Tory Lanes in California and all that stuff. Yeah. Aside from all of that, I mean she did have a really good year. So how, how what's your what's your takeaway from from that whole situation? I mean, you know, that show is really just catered to everybody. And you know, when when not saying that like not saying that Baby couldn't be one of them artists that could like do the Super Bowl or something like that. But when you look at Megan, yeah, she a hip hop artist, but she a lot of, but you know, you kind of see her more as like, kind of as the new Nicki Minaj or something like that. You know, like she's like, she could even be kind of classified, even though it's hip hop, what she doing, it's almost kind of, could be kind of pop too. Like in that sense where little Baby, he. You know, as far as in Atlanta, you ain't gonna hear nobody say nothing bad about Baby. Like, he's the GOAT. Like, if, if they did the, like, if they had, if they did that BET award and it was for Atlanta, that would have never happened in Atlanta. Um, but, you know, maybe as far as on a United States level, Megan might have been the people that they, you know, she might have been the artist that everybody wanted to see. So there's a lot of politics that goes into that. Like, I mean, I like Megan. I think she's cool. I mean, I respect everything she's done. I, I would even like to work with her, but I don't think she's, you know, I don't think she's baby at all. But, mm -hmm. but you know, just because of she, she, she's market, baby's marketable, but she's marketable in a way that he, that sometimes, you know, female artists can be marketable in a way that sometimes males can be. Absolutely. And that's not saying that it's not fair. It just it is it just is what it is, you know. Right. That's why I love to work with female artists too, because sometimes a female artist can open doors. Like I've had female artists open doors to me that just by working with them that I could have never even got to. So sometimes they can do you know they can do that. So you know don't sleep on female artists like that's because <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's true, but yeah, it's new genre. Exactly. So, what do you think is missing in today's music? I don't know. Wow. That's a great question. Missing? Um, wow. Give me a second. That was a good question. That took me off guard. Um, I would, I would just say like a little bit more like that. So like, like not in trap music because trap music to me is, I feel like complete, like we're at a level that we ain't never been at. Cause 
But I, I would say as far as like just the music in general would be like an R&B. There's really no male. Like there needs to be like another usher or like somebody that's like real dominant like in that male R&B role. Like we don't really, like, I mean, I know Jacquees tried to give himself the name King of R&B and I like Jacquees, he, he dope, but I don't think he'll ever be like what, like we need like another Chris Brown, like a new, like a new generation Chris Brown or a new generation of Usher to come out. I feel like there's like a lead male role in R&B kind of like. I gotcha. I gotcha. So just, you know, just kind of looking overall at the state of music, um, I mean, how, how do you see the music industry going within the next couple of years? Man, um, I feel like, like from a business standpoint, the music industry itself, the labels, the labels are in trouble. Like, and it's really going sub-label. And like QC proved that. Cause like QC is a label, but at the same time, it's there, it's kind of independently owned by two people, and it's underneath Capital Motown, so it's technically a sub label. But like record labels like Atlantic and like Universal, like they might be in a little trouble because now if somebody has their own money or their own investor, they can become their own label, and. Huh. And, and right now with like digital distribution, like DistroKid, United Masters, TuneCore, you know, and anybody now like a studio is really, I mean, you can get, you know, with, with $50,000, you can put a hell of a studio together. Like you don't need $2 million no more. Um, so really, you know, the labels really got to figure out where their role is, is in the industry because you can pretty much an artist if they had a budget could independently make money and do and produce and release music from start to finish without even needing a label huh. and, and the labels kind of did it to themselves because of the internet because they got lazy they don't want to do development no more and they don't they don't want to take risks which i get that in business anytime you can minimize a risk is a good thing but they did it to the point where it kind of shot themselves in the foot Cause now it's like, oh, I'm not going to touch this person until they, unless they have a 500,000 platform blue check social. Well, shit, the person with the 500,000 says, well, shit, unless they're going to cough up 5 million, I don't need them. Cause shit, I could already make enough money. I don't, I'm not desperate. The people that are desperate that need the label are the people at the bottom that aren't making money on their music, but they got the talent. The people with the social, they're just pretty much sticking middle fingers up to the label. And it got to make sense in order for them to sign. So they kind of, they kind of put themselves in a bad position. Hmm. Okay. Dropping Jews. A little bit. A <laughs> bit. Yeah. Oh. And make it by that. You got any other questions? Um, honestly, no. I mean, that was it. Like, you know, like you say, he was dropping Jews. He said some pretty, you know, saying pretty remarkable things, you know, and a lot of stuff that you said, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I agree with you. I feel, you know, I'm, I feel I'm right there with you on this. So I, I, you know, well, that was dope. I was, I was looking, I was looking for your feedback, but I know it was like, a, it was like a fire all the at me. I, when I was like, 
I wonder what they think. Well, I, I was like, I wonder what their take is, but I'm sure we'd be here all day if, if <laughs> yeah. had to wait on that. Yeah. But. Yeah, I wanted Mickey to um give me his take on it because he's uh he's a rapper himself. So he's in the music industry, so I know he knows more oh. about it too. Oh yeah, I mean honestly just just to give you a, a little just my two cents. Um, you know, being in being a part of this game is is difficult because you see so many things happening, so many avenues to take, so many ways to to go about getting your music out there. So when it really comes down to it, you just really have to set um, you really have to set a plan and stick to it. And then also with trial and error, you have to learn how to tweak and tune things as you go along. So it's, I mean, no matter, no matter what part of this, no matter what part of the game or what stage of the game you're in, you're always learning and making mistakes. So, you know, as long as you have a solid team behind you, I think that's what's, that's what's really important because, you know, um, I've seen too many artists get single deals and go out and get signed by a label, do a single, it don't, it doesn't do well. And now they back at square one again. And not only are they back at square one again, but then they also owe the label too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's like a, it's like, it's like a three headed dog, man. You just kind of just have to attack one at a time. You know what I'm saying? You, you, Cause you can't, it's, it's not much you can do when it comes to record labels. That's why I think independent is, is the route. But I feel like there's a certain point where, you know, you should have a, you should have some sort of, a machine behind you because you can't do everything by yourself even if you have a even if you have a team you're independent there's still some things you just can't you just can't do unless you're that good like the only person that comes to mind like that is chance the rapper you know what i'm saying right. completely independent and was able to get apple music to sponsor his mixtape and make it an album he was able to do songs with beyonce and kanye and still not signed. I mean, he, he, I think he has distribution through a record deal, a record label, but he, he's not signed with them. So, you know. And he owns all his own masters, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, J.O., um, can you give us some words of advice to someone that want to be a producer or engineer? Well, I guess for, for somebody that wants to be a producer, I'll say, you know, don't do what I did in the beginning. Don't chase placements. Um, build an artist because when I learned how the record industry worked, I was taking things personal that wasn't personal. And when I learned how, how, how this business works, I learned that, you know, you could send out records to your favorite rapper. And even if you've got the hardest records out there because of these NDAs that people sign and all this red tape, sometimes you're not just going to be able to work with who you want to work with. So you got to build an artist. And when you build that artist, make sure they got a budget and you don't need, you know, you don't need a label. You just need a little bit of money and a machine behind you and, and let that artist, when that artist goes up, then you go up with, you go up with that artist. You know, that's the best advice. Like build an artist, invest your time in somebody that believes in you, you know, kind of how like Gucci and Zay told me, how, how, how Gucci believed in Zay and Zay believed in Gucci. Like I heard a story like real quick, like, Gucci was in the studio and Zay was there. This is back like after the So Icy record and all that. And like Timberland was in the studio with with beats and stuff. And he wanted to know if Gucci wanted beats. And Gucci told him, man, I already got the best producer in the world. And that's when Timberland was on that crazy run. Like doing all them number ones. Like he he felt like he felt like Zay Tobin was better than Timberland. And that's what you need to find with an artist. 
Okay. And yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, we got two trivia questions for you that we do. You okay. Ready? I'm ready. All right, away. <laughs> basic questions. Okay. So mine is wait a minute. So mine is what was cool when you was young, but not but isn't cool anymore. Oh no. It could be anything. Any, anything any, that was yeah, anything that was cool when you was young, but isn't cool now. I, for me, I think it was smoking cigarettes. That that used to be cool. Is <laughs> but I don't smoke now. I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I thought that was cool when I was 12, 13, but shit, I ain't cool now. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say something like, you know, uh, cassettes or something with the music. <laughs> he said cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Musically, I just thought, you know, just meaning anything, but yeah. yeah it can be, it, it can be. <laughs> my bad. So, oh, no, you good. It's all good. Um, my trivia question is, what's, or what music artist would you be embarrassed to admit that you listen to? Oh, I don't really <laughs> I guess if I did listen to Six Nine, that, that would be one. But I don't listen to him. Mm. I don't know. My whole my, my playlist is cool. I don't know. I I'm not embarrassed to any of the artists. Maybe the artist that sent me their trash and that, and then told me it was dope. I had to listen to it one time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he swore on fire. I don't know. No, that's real, man. <laughs> no bands, no bands, no um, no pop artists, none of them, huh? Well, no, I mean, like you know, I, like I listen to Beyonce and stuff like that. I'm just not embarrassed about it. Like, you know, I feel like dope in the right. You know, I just go off vibe. Sometimes it calls for a certain vibe. You know, like I even listen to Christmas music right now. I'm not embarrassed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. That's why. Maybe I should be embarrassed, but I'm not. You said be the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I'm just going out. yeah. I mean, I don't listen to it all year round, but you know, Christmas time, I'll turn the Christmas music on. Like, I listen to everything though, like from like Marvin Gaye to Al Green to R&B, like new R&B to trap to even like J Cole. Everything. I listen to everything. Okay. But before we get off, tell everybody where they can follow you. They can follow me on Instagram at J-O underscore the hitmaker. T-H-E-H-I-T-M-A-K-E-R. And if they uh, if they send me a DM and they want to work or something like that, I always respond. I'm not Hollywood at all. Like People can tap in. They can pull up on me. I got a studio here in Clayton County. They can pull up on me. I'm gonna pull up on you. What you got for pull me? Up. I'm gonna pull up. Come on. Pull up. Pull up. We ain't scared. Pull up. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanna say thanks for interviewing with us today. Continue on your grind. Um, you know, be the best producer you could be, engineer you could be. And, you know, I look forward to seeing some more stuff you're gonna do for 2021. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to be on here and I'll make, I'll keep saying, I'll send y'all records. I got all your information. So everything I do, I'm going to send y'all. Y'all let me know what y'all think about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, just, just to kind of reiterate what CC said, excuse me. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of this experience. Um, you know, really dope cat, man. I, I like your vibe, man. I, I want to hear some of your, I heard the Yasersky when I did, when I, when we interviewed Young Zoe, but I want to hear some more of your music. So I'm about to look you up and see what else you got in the catalog. And then, you know, when you get some of your plaques, you can come back and then we could talk, we could talk some more about, you know, just music and stuff. <laughs> just kick it. For sure, man. I, I appreciate y'all having me on the platform, man. It's been dope, man. I really enjoyed it. Y'all got some good questions, some stuff I didn't expect to be asked. <laughs> y'all come some out of pocket questions. I, yeah, I gotta be. I guess I gotta be ready. Y'all, y'all preparing me for more interviews because <laughs> some of that stuff. <laughs> I already told you what you need to do already. So. Oh yeah, I need a bio. I know it. Yes. Oh, you can call me out. I, I, I know. I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't have. To, I didn't. I didn't say what you had to do. You know, you had to come and tell everybody else. But you know. I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I just don't like talking about like I don't like bragging on myself. I'll let I'm gonna let somebody else write it for me. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah. yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But it's, it's still um put yourself out there, you know, accept your accomplishment. You work hard for what you do. So Thanks. I appreciate it. At the end of the day, it's hard work. So if somebody if you wanna tell your story and you wanna brag about what you do, you deserve it. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I brag for you. Yes, I will. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a blessed day. Happy Tuesday. Y'all do the same. God bless y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you too. Peace.